Introducing Bluehost Cloud, ultra-fast WordPress hosting with 100% uptime. Want a website with unmatched power, speed, and control? Of course you do. And now you can have all three with Bluehost Cloud, the new web hosting plan from Bluehost. With 100% uptime and incredibly speedy load times, your WordPress websites will be dependable and lightning fast on a global scale. Plus, your sites can handle even the biggest traffic spikes without going down or lagging. And with Bluehost Cloud, you get 24-7 WordPress priority support, meaning you're connected to WordPress experts anytime you need them. Not to mention, you automatically get daily backups and world-class security. So, what are you waiting for? Get Bluehost Cloud today by visiting bluehost.com. That's bluehost.com. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Did you know cats tend to hide symptoms of sickness and pain? I learned this the hard way after losing my cat, Gingy. So I created Pretty Litter, a health monitoring litter that helps detect early signs of illness by changing colors, saving you money and potentially your cat's life. Pretty Litter is veterinary and developed, and it's the easiest way to keep tabs on your fur baby's health right at home. Go to prettylitter.com and use code SPOTIFY for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. Over my shoulder, I could discern its relentless pursuit, its approach effortless, almost leisurely. And malevolent laughter pierced the dense forest, echoing ominously through the trees. Nightfall was fast descending and my breaths grew shallow and hurried. The creature appeared to be tearing through the forest with an almost primal determination. Then a glimmer of hope emerged. I spotted it, my soul's salvation. The ancient stones lay a mere fifty feet ahead. If I could just reach them, perhaps I could... But then in an instant, everything was consumed by an eerie silence, plunging the forest into absolute darkness and my screams went unanswered. Welcome to Destination Terror, your passport to the scariest places in the world, and some destinations in your imagination. From haunted hotels to locations of unexplained creature sightings, we will travel to places that will provide excitement, adventure, and horror. Today we are discussing Kelowna Mackay Hill, also known as simply Keikola, a historic hill located in Turku, Finland. So if you're into travel and all things scary, listen close and you might just discover your next exciting adventure destination, but hopefully not your final destination. Destination Terror is an EerieCast original podcast hosted by me, Carmen Carrion. If you would like to send us a suggestion or submit a story with your own experience, you can email them to carmencarrion at gmail.com or follow me on Twitter at carmencarrion. If you enjoy the show, please follow and rate Destination Terror on Spotify and Apple Podcasts to help us grow. Also, you can check out eeriecast.com for more scary podcasts, such as Freaky Folklore, the podcast where together we explore horrifying legends across the world and tell terrifying tales of monsters both ancient and modern. Evelyn had always been a dedicated history major at Cambridge University, known for her unquenchable thirst for knowledge and her determination to uncover the darkest secrets of the past. With spring break looming, she decided to embark on a journey that would test the limits of her curiosity and courage. She chose Keikola, a hill in Finland, 
It was surrounded by an unforgiving forest, known for its chilling legends and haunting history. Armed with her research materials and a heart filled with both excitement and trepidation, Evelyn boarded a plane bound for Turku, the gateway to Keikola. Her parents had begged her not to go alone, but she was determined and her only willing participant for the trip had fallen ill the day before. Go figure, that was usually her luck. The flight over the Atlantic was atrocious. She had flashbacks to her first time ever flying when she was a small child. They were flying to Mexico for a tropical Christmas when a storm popped up out of nowhere and the plane slammed right into it. The turbulence was so bad that the safety bags dropped down for oxygen. People were crying and screaming. It was horrible. It was a short-lived experience, but one Evelyn had hoped she'd never experience again. Thankfully, the sky had calmed by the time the plane was approaching its final destination. She was hoping the sky would be clear upon approaching the city. If it was, she might get a bird's eye view of the prison and the area that surrounded the hill. It turned out to be her lucky day. Looking out of the window just beyond the wing, she could see it. It was magnificent. She'd never saw anything quite like it before. Her itinerary was packed full of places she hoped to see. She even picked out different parks around the area to sit for breakfast while she wrote in her journal. She only had a few days and wanted to make the absolute most of them. Finally, she had managed to gather her luggage and find her way out of the airport. Finding her way into town turned out to be relatively easy considering she was in a foreign country and had never traveled alone before. It felt good to spread her wings a little. She'd be graduating soon and off on her next big adventure, life. She couldn't expect mom and dad to go everywhere with her anymore. And her obsession with planning things helped tremendously. After she settled in her room, she grabbed her bag stuffed full of essentials and headed out. She had a couple of hours of daylight left, and she hit the streets. She made note of a few places that had closed that she would add to her trip for another day. She spotted an open eatery at the end of the block. The closer she got, the better it smelled. She was quite hungry and tired. The time change was getting to her more than she had realized through the excitement. She knew the wise thing to do would be to get her food and head back for the night, so she did so. By morning, Evelyn was well-rested and ready to explore. The park she had picked that morning was perfect, and close enough to the prison she had planned to tour later that day. Close enough she could walk. She jotted down a brief entry into her journal and headed for the walking trail nearby. As much as she usually enjoyed trails like this back home, this one felt very different. A cold breeze whipped through the trees and chilled her to the bone. She could have swore she could feel someone staring her down. She got so nervous, her heart started to race. She quickened her steps until she was almost running. Until, smack, she ran right into another walker on the trail. She hadn't seen the man until she had already smacked straight into him. She was apologizing profusely to the man, although he didn't understand a word she was saying. He just dusted himself off, smiled, and waved as he continued down the path. She started laughing and crying all at the same time. She had panicked like a silly child that had no business out there by herself. She managed to make the rest of the journey to the prison uneventful. She found a grassy shaded area to sit while she caught her breath. An older gentleman passing by stopped and gave her an inquisitive look. I'm okay, I just got spooked, she said. 
He smiled and replied, Ah, an American. You have good reason to be spooked. These woods are full of all kinds of spooky things. She laughed and nodded her head in agreement. Are you from here? She asked. Originally, yes. Not far from here is where I spent most of my childhood. My family moved to America when I was ten. What brings you here? School. I'm writing a history report on this hill and the lore. I was hoping to get insight from the locals while enjoying a small vacation for spring break. You know, a lot of people still go missing in the woods around here, and people don't seem to believe in the legends like they once did. They certainly don't fear them like they should, he said with a distant look in his eyes, that she noticed. Does that mean you believe? she asked. That look turned to fear. I believe, without a shadow of a doubt. I've seen one of the monsters with my own eyes. I, luckily, lived to talk about it. But my friend Arnie was not so lucky. I could tell you the story if you have the time. Evelyn was so excited. This is exactly what she had been hoping for. First-hand witnesses from the people that knew the lands and their legends. He settled onto the grass near her and started to weave his tail. Today marks the anniversary of my friend's death. Arnie and I had grown up together. We were neighbors from birth. We did everything together. We were more like brothers than friends. We had a deep connection to the wilderness that surrounded us. My grandmother would scold us on a regular basis for venturing into the woods too deeply. She would tell us stories of monsters that lived deep within the woods. My mother always smiled and would tell us Grandma was trying to protect us from getting lost and we needn't be afraid. We were too wild and thick-skulled to heed her warnings. Until one day, we heard some of the boys on the playground talking about an abandoned cabin in the woods that they had found. We let our curiosity get the best of us, and instead of going home after school, we went into the woods. We figured we had plenty of daytime remaining to find the cabin and get back home before dark. Arnie and I ventured further into the forest than we had ever gone before. The trees stood like ancient sentinels casting long, ominous shadows. They whispered secrets that sent shivers down our spines. After an hour of wandering through the twisted undergrowth, we stumbled upon it. The decrepit, long-forgotten cabin. It was a chilling sight, with weathered walls and a sagging roof that seemed to sag under the weight of the centuries. Windows lay shattered, and the silence around it was deafening. As we cautiously approached the cabin, a sinister presence seemed to hang in the air. The door creaked open, as if beckoning us inside. We hesitated, glancing at each other with a mixture of excitement and unease. The legends my grandmother spoke of had not prepared us for what awaited within. With a deep breath, we crossed the threshold. It was as if the cabin had come alive moaning and groaning in protest at our intrusion. The air was damp and chilling, the very walls of the cabin seemingly saturated with despair. As Arnie and I explored the cabin's dimly lit interior, a spine-tingling realization washed over us. We were not alone. An indescribable presence watched from the shadows. Whispers echoed in the air, though no words were spoken. A sudden, unnatural gust of wind swept through the cabin, extinguishing our lights. 
In the pitch black darkness, Arnie and I could only hear the heavy breathing and rustling that surrounded us. Terror seized us as we fumbled to find our way back to the cabin's entrance. We knew we had to escape, but the forest had other plans. The path that had brought us in seemed to have disappeared, and the woods were like a labyrinth, confounding our every attempt to flee. Suddenly, an ear-piercing shriek filled the silence. My heart froze as I watched Arnie, mere feet away, being dragged into the depths of the forest by a grotesque creature. Even now, I can still visualize the monstrosity, but can't describe it. It had claimed Arnie as its own. What I heard next could only be described as the violent ripping of clothes and snapping of bones. I fled through the tangled underbrush, crashing through the woods with the haunting memory of my friend's abduction etched in my mind. I emerged from the dark forest, breathless and terrified. I gasped for air and tried to explain what had transpired to the alarmed people that had gathered at the edge of the forest, but my words were incoherent. I ran home as fast as I could. Arnie was never seen again, and the only evidence ever found was bloody pieces of his shredded shirt. This episode is sponsored by June's Journey. What is horror to you? Monsters? Murder? Mystery? Well, if human monsters are your thing, June's Journey is the game for you, albeit in a more lighthearted tone. June's Journey is a hidden object game with a thrilling murder mystery set in the Roaring Twenties. You play as June on the hunt for your sister's murderer. Discover clues through exciting hidden object scenes with beautiful and atmospheric illustrations and music. Victory brings you closer to new plot points and suspenseful answers. When not hunting for clues, you can customize your own luxurious estate island with gardens, buildings, and decor. Or chat and play with or against other players too, in the Detective Club, where you could even put your skills to the test in the Detective League. June's journey is both relaxing and fun to play. With my busy schedule, I find it's the perfect game to pick up and play whenever I've got a free moment. It doesn't demand too much time, and it's pretty satisfying solving puzzles quickly and unlocking new clues. Can you crack the case? Download June's Journey for free today on iOS and Android. Kekulon Mekai Hill, which I'm probably mispronouncing, is also known simply as Kekola. It is a historic hill located in Turku, Finland. Its history is rich and multifaceted, encompassing centuries of cultural, social, and architectural evolution. This in-depth history will take you through the significant milestones and transformations that have shaped Keikola Hill into what it is today. The history of Keikola Hill dates back to ancient times when it was part of the natural landscape surrounding the city of Turku. It was a forested area that was likely inhabited by the indigenous Sami people long before the arrival of the Finnish and Swedish settlers in the region. During the Middle Ages, Turku became a vital trading and administrative center in Finland. Keikola was still primarily a forested area, serving as a source of timber and other natural resources for the growing city. The first documented reference to the hill comes from the 14th century, 
when it was mentioned in medieval documents. The most significant transformation in Caicola's history came during the 19th century. In 1857, construction began on what would become the Caicola Prison, which would dominate the hill for decades to come. The prison was designed by renowned architect Ernst Lohrmann and was one of the largest and most modern penitentiaries in Finland at the time. Caicola Prison, situated atop Caicola Hill, has a reputation for being one of the most haunted places in the country. Over its long history, the prison has witnessed countless stories of suffering, despair, and untimely deaths, which have contributed to its eerie reputation. Caicola Prison, officially named Caicolan von Killa, was established in the mid-19th century, opening its doors to inmates in 1858. The prison was designed as a state-of-the-art correctional facility for criminals of various kinds, from petty offenders to dangerous felons. Its imposing Gothic architecture and imposing stone walls quickly earned it a fearsome reputation among both inmates and the local population. For much of its history, Caicola Prison was known for its harsh and brutal living conditions. Inmates endured overcrowded cells, forced labor, and strict discipline. Punishments such as solitary confinement and floggings were common. Many inmates faced immense suffering and torment during their incarceration, which has left a lasting mark on the prison's history. Caicola Prison witnessed its share of tragic incidents and untimely deaths over the years. Suicides, homicides, and accidents were not uncommon within its walls. In some cases, inmates were driven to desperation by the inhumane conditions leading them to take their own lives. Others succumbed to violence from fellow inmates. The combination of suffering, violence, and death within Caicola Prison has led to numerous reports of paranormal activity and hauntings. Inmates and prison staff have reported unexplained phenomena, including ghostly apparitions, mysterious footsteps, and disembodied voices. Some claim to have seen the spirits of former inmates who met tragic ends within the prison. One of the most famous ghostly legends associated with Caicola is the tale of the Grey Lady. According to the legend, a female inmate who died under mysterious circumstances continues to roam the prison, her presence marked by a cold, eerie atmosphere and the sound of her weeping. In the early 20th century, Caicola Prison was a place of harsh conditions and unforgiving discipline. Inmates, both male and female, endured overcrowded cells, forced labor, and a strict code of silence. Among the inmates was a woman known only as the Grey Lady, due to her drab gray prison uniform. The Grey Lady's real name and the details of her crime have been lost to time, but her story lives on in local folklore. According to the legend, she was imprisoned for a crime she didn't commit. Wrongfully accused and unjustly convicted, she spent her days behind the prison's formidable stone walls enduring the torment of her wrongful imprisonment. As the years passed, the Grey Lady's spirit began to wither under the weight of her unjust fate. The harsh conditions, isolation, and despair took a toll on her mental and emotional well-being. She became known for her hauntingly sad demeanor, her eyes filled with sorrow, and her face etched with the pain of her wrongful confinement. The legend of the Grey Lady suggests that, unable to bear her suffering any longer, she tragically ended her own life within the prison's walls. Some versions of the legend claim that she was found hanging lifeless in her cell, while others suggest that she ingested poison. 
Following her death, inmates and prison staff began to report eerie occurrences within Kaikola Prison. The Grey Lady's ghostly apparition, clad in her grey prison uniform, was said to wander the prison's corridors, her mournful weeping echoing through the cold stone walls. Some claimed to have seen her pale, sorrowful face in the darkness, her eyes filled with an eternal sadness. Visitors and paranormal enthusiasts who have ventured into the renovated Kaikola complex have reported experiencing sudden drops in temperature, inexplicable sounds, and an overwhelming sense of sadness and despair in certain areas of the prison. The legend of the Grey Lady serves as a poignant reminder of the harsh conditions and injustices that once occurred within Kaikola prison. Her story has become a symbol of the suffering endured by inmates and proof of the enduring power of folklore and myth to capture the emotions and history of a place. Kaikola prison operated for over a century before closing its doors in 2007. The closure marked the end of an era, but it didn't put an end to the haunting stories associated with the prison. In fact, the prison complex underwent extensive renovations and was repurposed for various uses, including housing, offices, and cultural spaces. Even after the renovation, reports of paranormal activity persist. Visitors and residents of the renovated Kaikola complex have shared their own eerie encounters, suggesting that the spirits of the past continue to linger within the historic walls. Today, Kaikola Prison stands as a complex mix of historical significance, architectural grandeur, and a haunting past. Its reputation as one of Finland's most haunted places ensures that the stories of its dark history and the lingering spirits said to inhabit it will continue to captivate the imagination of those who venture into its mysterious depths. Kaikola has evolved into a vibrant and culturally rich part of Turku. It has become a hub of artists, creatives, and entrepreneurs with a focus on sustainability and community development. The hill's historical significance and architectural charm have attracted both locals and tourists, making it a symbol of Turku's commitment to preserving its heritage while embracing the future. Though the structures that have been amassed atop the hill carry their weight in history and terrifying experiences, the hill itself and the earth that surround it have their own stories to tell. Folklore is an essential part of any region's heritage, and Kaikola is no exception. The history of Kaikola's folklore begins in ancient times, when the indigenous Sami people and later Finnish settlers inhabited the region. Both cultures had their own stories, myths, and beliefs that became intertwined with the landscape. The Sami people, who lived in the northern parts of Scandinavia, had a deep connection with nature and the land. Their folklore often included tales of spirits and mystical creatures that inhabited the forests and mountains as they ventured into the southern regions of Finland. Their stories blended with the local traditions, adding to the folklore of Kaikola. Finnish folklore, rooted in the mythology of Kalevala and the belief in spirits and gods, introduced a pantheon of characters that became a part of Kaikola's legends. Creatures like the Isi, forest god, Haltaija, guardian spirits, Metsenbaki, forest spirits, and Tantu, house elves, were believed to inhabit the hill and the surrounding areas. The folklore about the Isi is an integral part of Finnish mythology, deeply rooted in the cultural heritage of Finland. Isi is a term used to describe a category of supernatural beings in Finnish folklore, 
often associated with natural features such as forests, caves, and large stones. The history of its folklore is rich and encompasses various beliefs and stories that have evolved over centuries. The concept of the Hisi dates back to ancient Finnish paganism, a polytheistic belief system practiced by the Finns before the introduction of Christianity. In this pagan religion, the Hisi were considered spirits or deities associated with natural elements and features. They were neither entirely benevolent nor malevolent, but were regarded with a mix of reverence and caution. They were often seen as guardians and protectors of their respective domains, which could include forests, rocky outcrops, lakes, and even individual trees. People believed that they inhabited these places and could bring good fortune or misfortune to those who ventured near them. To appease them and avoid their wrath, offerings were left at their sacred sites, such as fish in lakes or food at the base of a large rock. With the spread of Christianity in Finland, pagan beliefs eventually merged with Christian traditions. The Hisi transformed into creatures that were sometimes associated with malevolence, similar to demons. In this new context, they were seen as adversaries of Christianity, lurking in the wilderness and trying to tempt or harm humans. Folklore surrounding them is rich with legends and stories that have been passed down through generations. These tales often involve encounters with the Hisi and serve as cautionary tales about respecting nature and the spirits that dwell within them. Some stories feature them as mischievous tricksters, while others depict them as formidable and vengeful beings. Today, the Hisi continue to be a part of Finnish folklore and cultural identity. While many Finns no longer believe in these supernatural beings, the stories and traditions associated with them are still celebrated in various festivals, rituals, and folklore events. The Tontu is deeply ingrained in Finnish and Nordic mythology and culture. Tontus are small mythical creatures that are sometimes referred to as house elves, domestic spirits, or brownies. These beings play a special role in the folklore and traditions of Finland, offering protection and assistance to households. The roots of Tontu folklore can be traced back to the ancient Finnish and Nordic beliefs. In pre-Christian times, the people of Finland held animistic beliefs, seeing spirits and supernatural beings in various aspects of nature. These beliefs evolved into the Tantu tradition as Finnish culture embraced Christianity. Tantus are commonly depicted as small and bearded and are most often elderly. They are dressed in traditional Finnish attire. They are believed to inhabit homes and farms where they serve as protectors and guardians of the household. Tantus are associated with rural areas where they assist in domestic chores and agricultural tasks. Sounds like a real-life gnome to me. Tantus are closely tied to the idea of respecting and living in harmony with nature. Finnish folklore emphasizes the importance of maintaining a harmonious relationship with the natural world, and Tantus represent the spirits of the land. Leaving offerings for Tantus, such as a bowl of porridge, was a way to show gratitude for their help and ensure their continued protection. They are often associated with specific seasons and holidays. The Tantu folklore has left a lasting mark on Finnish culture. The Tantu tradition is still observed in various ways, such as the inclusion of Tantu figurines in Christmas decorations and the practice of setting out a special bowl of rice porridge on Christmas Eve as an offering to the Tantu. Folklore from Keikola often revolved around the spirits of the land, 
Stories were told of guardian spirits who protected the natural world and its resources. People would leave offerings to these spirits when foraging, hunting, or simply passing through the forest. Kaikola Hill itself became a central figure in local folklore. It was said that the hill held mystical powers and was a place where the spirit world intersected with the mortal realm. Some legends told of hidden treasures buried within the hill's depths, while others spoke of ancient rituals and ceremonies performed on its summit. Today, Kaikola folklore continues to thrive in local traditions, storytelling, and cultural events. It serves as a reminder of the enduring connection between people and the land, as well as the rich tapestry of myths and legends that have shaped the identity of the hill and the surrounding area. Hey, it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda, you never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price, Priceline. Evelyn was still trying to shake off the terror that had washed over her after listening to the man's story. She expected to get stories of woodland elves and mischievous spirits, but this encounter was something else entirely. She was half listening to the guide as they walked through the walls of the presumed haunted prison. She knew the facts of the place, when it was built, by whom, the kind of people that were locked away there. It was also very intriguing. She had all but given up on the tour, when she heard a menacing laugh come from the room behind her. Every nerve in her body was instantly standing at attention, ready to run or curl up in a ball or try to hide. She wasn't sure which. This whole place just had her on edge. She brushed it off, blaming it on the fact that she was just a big chicken. She wiggled through to the front of the group, near the guide, and stayed there until the end of the tour. She heard the laugh again several more times, but no one else showed any reaction to it. Evelyn very quickly came to the conclusion that she had made a mistake coming here, especially alone. Never in a million years did she think a few scary stories would have her running home with her tail tucked between her legs. She had loved all things creepy from a very young age, but this feeling, she just couldn't shake it. After exiting the prison, she heard the laugh again, and this time it was accompanied by a loud banging. She spun around so fast, she lost her balance and fell to the ground. There, through one of the open-floored windows, stood a woman. She looked like she belonged in an old black-and-white horror film. She was completely void of all color and life. Evelyn closed her eyes, squeezing them so tight it hurt. She felt the tears running down her face. Terrified. She was absolutely terrified. She found the strength to stand and bolted. She refused to look back at the window as she ran away. She made it a couple of blocks away before she slowed to a fast walk. She then dug her phone out of her pocket to call her mom. She didn't care what time it was. She was going to wake her up. She called her twice, but her mother didn't answer. She was attempting to calm herself by trying to rationalize her fear. She knew deep down that it couldn't have been real. The man's story wasn't true, and she was all alone so far away from home, and all the things that felt safe. She took a deep breath and this time let out a low chuckle. 
She realized she was being completely irrational, so she shook it off. Running had got her pretty turned around, and she knew the general direction she needed to go, but she pulled up the map on her phone and eventually found herself walking on the same path she'd been on that morning. She heard a rustling in the distance, and instead of getting scared out of her wits, she realized it was probably another jogger, like the one she had practically run over that morning. Only, this time she should have been afraid. Slithering out of the tree line, smooth as a snake, the enormous creature stepped onto the path, and before she could scream, it had already wrapped its long claws around her throat and yanked. Thank you for joining us to explore the spooky history of Kaikola Hill. Tune in next week as we discuss another terrific location. I'm Carmen Carrion. Remember, you can send me suggestions and stories of haunted places to my email, carmencarrion at gmail.com or follow me on Twitter at Carmen Carrion. Be sure to check out EerieCast.com for more terrifying podcasts, such as Freaky Folklore, also hosted by me. Until next time, be safe out there until I see you at our next destination.